Welcome to the other half of FIFO Life podcast. Join me on this awesome journey as we explore what FIFO Life looks like for the partners and families at home. In this positive space, no topics are off limits as we chat to experts in their field as well as the average person living their best other half of FIFO Life. Hello, everybody. I'm really excited about uh, today's episode because I'm going to share with you a little bit of an insight into the five-step methodology of creating a stronger FIFO relationship. I have a webinar coming up in a week's time that I deep dive into this a lot further, but I wanted to share with you guys just um, the framework of the methodology and some things that you could just take from this episode and start running with it. Obviously, if you want um, to understand the methodology in depth, have it to start implementing you in your life and really kickstart your relationship, then absolutely join me for the webinar on Wednesday, um, the 25th of October. But just for now, buckle in because I'm going to share with you some absolute gold. Okay, so I'm not going to chat about the um, first step in too much depth because I have done a podcast episode about it already. But in the first step of the um, five-step methodology, we go into identifying your communication style and what your partner is um, to really improve that. One thing that I want to mention actually is that this five-step methodology and why it's so freaking awesome, (laughs) if I do say so myself, is that you can take this framework and you can start to implement some of these changes um, in your relationship and in your life without having to even have those conversations with your partner. Now, I want to pre-frame around that is that absolutely, if your communication is really open, is um, really positive with your partner, then you can get them on board dive into this five-step methodology and really make some positive changes in your life and your relationship and navigating um, FIFO and the disconnection, everything comes with it. But I know that so many people that um, are the FIFO partners at home kind of carry the brunt of the the psychology and the relationships um, on their shoulders without having that open communication with their partner. Um, I know that there is a lot of people out there that the idea of doing any therapy techniques or um, talking about relationships can send them into a fright and run the other way so it's sometimes difficult how do I improve my relationship if anytime I want to talk about therapy or if your relationship is at that stage where you want to go and see a therapist with your partner that you just are like there is no way I'm going to get them through the door This five-step methodology is fantastic if your relationship's going well and you want to take it to the next level 
or if your relationship is at that break point and you don't know how to navigate that and you don't necessarily have your partner um, working alongside of you. I do want to say that just because your partner isn't necessarily open to discussing therapy techniques or getting into the nitty-gritty of relationship doesn't mean they want out. It may just mean that they don't understand it. Um, they've been brought up with a lot of limiting beliefs around um you know, people only do that if they're, you know, got mental health issues or whatever. There's unfortunately still a lot of limiting beliefs around um, relationships, therapy, um, those type of deeper discussions. And I'm hesitant to say males, but I'm going to go there. There is lots of males that were taught to not openly express themselves. So don't think that if you try to have that conversation with your partner and they shut it down, that it means they don't want to make changes or improve the relationship. It just may be may mean they have um, limiting beliefs um, from their upbringing that make it a really uncomfortable space. So this five-step methodology is freaking awesome for you to be able to start to make those changes um, within yourself and in your relationship. And as much as you can, can communicate with your partner, awesome, go ahead. But if you can't, you can still get awesome results. So Let's dive into some of the key concepts of the five-step methodology in um, strengthening your FIFO relationship. So as I said, the first one that we want to look at is understanding yourself and your partner's um, communication style. And you absolutely can do that without getting your partner to do the quiz. <laughs> um, that when you understand what things to look for in their communication style that you can establish that quite easy on your own and then start using their communication style to um to improve that communication to to open up and flow and notice that when you're using their language they're far more responsive and far more engaging <clears throat> Number two is identifying the values. Now, values can sometimes get a bit of a bad rap because you've either not heard of um, your core values or if you have, it's been in some sort of corporate structure. They're up on the wall. They're something management and HR talk about, but nobody really lives by it. Um, that's unfortunate because as humans and as individuals, Everything we do is directed, is governed by our values. Um, and so understanding those, um, understanding what they actually mean to and how they affect your decisions and how they affect your partner's decisions and then how you come together in, in some sort of um, unity, let's say that, when you have um, conflicting values or the same value that means different things. Um, I won't go into too much depth about this because I could do like a gazillion episodes on values, but for an example might be you both have a value of family, but for one of you, that means every Sunday going and having a family dinner together. 
um, as in your extended family. And for the other person, it might be um, Sunday, you just want your immediate family to go and do an activity together. So although you have the shared value of family, it actually looks different. And this is, as you can um, truly respect, I'm sure, this is where you can see that conflict of what your partner wants to do on their R&R &R and what you want to do when your values aren't aligned. Um, so having that conversation around the values. Um, this is the big change. Number three, step three is understanding your triggers. Now, this process is not a walk in the park because you really are taking a look at yourself. You're asking some big questions. Um, you've got to be prepared to also um, make the changes that go with understanding your triggers. So in the five-step um, methodology, when we sit down and we go through all the steps to understanding your triggers and how to start to recognize them and move past them, this is a game changer. Why is it a game changer? One, your life gets a hell of a lot easier that you're not triggered by all of the different things that have been triggering you. But this is also where you start to change how you respond to others around you and your partner sees that. So if you're one of those people that aren't having these conversations with your partner and it's a real sticky point whenever any time you sort of want to talk about feelings and, and um, how things are affecting you and them, by you, if you did nothing else than understand your triggers and then adjust your behaviour to your triggers, you will see a massive change in your partner once they start to see the change in you. And you could have mentioned nothing about your triggers to them, but once they see the change in you, the response is, is really substantial in the shift. So in the methodology, we really go in and, and understand those and um, break them down and see how or what, sorry, actions you can take to start um, shifting past those triggers. The next step in the um, methodology is the expectations and boundaries. This is this is kind of piggybacking on values, but is slightly different. Is having the conversation, if you can, around what each other's expectations and boundaries are. Now that can be around communication. So something as simple as oh, hey, babe, I really love to um, have a chat with you at the end of the day before I go to bed. And then your partner might say, I am completely wiped out. I don't mind having a chat with you, but, you know, I'm really not functioning all that well at that time. And understanding what each other's expectations are and understanding the boundaries that you can then put in place. So it might be said, you might, for that, you might turn around and say, okay, no worries. Can we just talk for five minutes? Even if you're just listening to me babbling on about what my day is, it means a lot to me. And your partner's like, okay, I get that that's your expectation and the boundaries we're putting on it is like five minutes. Um, when you understand each other's expectations in things and boundaries, it's going to prevent that conflict of 
you know, they should know that I don't, you know, I'm at home with the kids all the time and, and I'm running around working and I've got all these stresses. I just need to talk to someone. Why don't they get it? That's your expectation of it. Your partner on the other side could be like, why doesn't my partner get it? I'm working a 12-hour day. I'm so exhausted. When I come home, I just want to have dinner and I want to go to bed. Why don't they get my expectation? So if you can have a conversation around the boundaries and expectations, brilliant. If you are in the group of people that you can't have these conversations with your partner, what you can get out of understanding expectations and boundaries is noticing what behaviors your partner has been doing and then going, "Mm, yeah, they're not all that talkative in the evening. That's probably an expectation that your partner has is I just want a quick chat at the end of the day. So you can absolutely look at these um, this step if you're doing it on your own and really make some changes. The, the funnest and the final step in the methodology is looking at your relationship and life goals. It sounds really, I don't know, vision board. <laughs> And if you had your conversation with your um, partner about, you know, let's set our relationship and life goals. If they're not open to that, they're like, uh, no. However, this can be really fun and is really important to prevent any resentment that can come up in a relationship. For me personally, um, I, I need my time um, to myself. I need my time to um, look after or to um, prioritize my self-care. Um, but I also want adventure in my life. I want to travel and explore and do those sorts of things. So that's some goals that I have in my life around um, my physical health, my mental health, and as a family, um, I have a lots of goals that I want to set. What happens all too often is we let our goals slide because, oh, we've got two kids or, you know, we don't have the money or um, I wanted to do that, but my partner wants to do this. These will become reasons or excuses on why we're not living the life that we want to live. And what unfortunately can also happen is you, you or your partner can resent each other for why you're not living the life that you want. You can resent um, your kids for not living the life that you want. So sitting down and actually looking at what your goals are and then how you can um, make them happen. Don't sit down and go why they're not happening, but go why can they happen? How can they happen? What do we have to do? This is an absolute game changer because it takes a lot of that resentment out of your relationship. Because as we know, FIFO, we're not equal on so many different fronts with our FIFO partners. We're not equal. Not one's better, but we're not equal. They may bring in more um, money, um, whereas the partner at home carries the load of the family and keeping things running and supporting them so they can even work away. Um, so both parties are not equal and can't, unless you have done each other's job, you can't 100% understand what the other person goes through. Neither should you have to. 
This is the biggest thing. Neither should you have to. You don't need to know, yes, it helps, but you don't need to know what it's like to work away and your partner doesn't need to know what it's like to be the one at home that looks after the kids all the time. Yes, if either of these things occur, which as you may be aware has happened in um, my household, I've worked FIFO and my partner has been the one at home before, that creates empathy and understanding, which is great if you can make it happen, but it's not always realistic. So understanding that quite often resentment comes from when you have needs that aren't met by sitting down and looking at your life goals and your relationship goals and your family goals, whatever they may be, sitting them down and saying, I want these to feel fulfilled in my life. How can we make them happen? then makes us feel like we're in control, then brings excitement um, into the relationship, removes a lot of that resentment. Don't get me wrong, with uh, setting your goals, it doesn't mean that you can achieve them exactly the way you want. So I'm going to give you an example of this. If I had no children (laughs) and I didn't have a mortgage and all of those things, I would be backpacking around the world. Absolutely, I'd be backpacking around the world. Now, that is not something that is mm, interesting what I was going to say. I was going to say it's not something that is achievable. It absolutely is. There is plenty of people that sell up the house, take the kids and as a family go and backpack around the world. So if I really wanted it, then I could have that conversation with my partner and we could see whether it's something that we both want. But the fact is I'm choosing not to do it because I want other things. I want to be able to have a house, a place to call a base. I don't necessarily want to be traveling all the time. But there is a need in me that enjoys that adventure and traveling. So the fact that we do have a mortgage and we do have kids and we do have other commitments, how else can I meet that need of travel and adventure that I have? I'm lucky that that is a value that my husband and I both have. Um, But even if you don't necessarily align with them in a relationship, you want to support each other's goals. Yes, you need to to break it down further and make sure that um, each other's needs can be met at the same time. But this is the fantastic thing. When you are both looking at your goals and you're both looking at um, things that you want to achieve, you're less likely to resent the other person. So say if my partner did not want to travel overseas and I was like, oh, I really still need this in my life. I'm going to go for three weeks and I'm going to travel around Asia. You could think there would be a lot of resentment because I'm doing that. But if their need was to, I'm going to be really stereotypical, um, if they wanted to full drive and camp and go fishing for three weeks, well, we they can go off and do that later in the year. And neither of us are going to resent each other because our needs are met. We're lucky. We both like traveling overseas and we both like camping. But you get the point. Having these conversations, making sure that you're on the same page and that you're helping each other achieve your goals is absolutely a game changer in the relationship. Now, at the start of the podcast episode, I said that you can make these changes without having these conversations. 
If your partner doesn't want to talk about their goals or you don't feel comfortable to delve into this conversation, to start with, this is probably the easiest one to discuss with your partner because you can start it from a perspective as what do you want out of life? What do you want out of the year? What sort of things do you want to do more of that we're not doing? Generally, your partner's not going to look at that and going, oh, she's going all like... um, turning into a therapist on me, they're just going to go, oh, cool. She wants or you want to talk about um, things that I want to do more of. Of course, they're going to have that conversation. Um, so it's it's worth approaching it to have that conversation so you're not assuming what their goals are and what they want out of life. But at the same time, you can also, if you know your partner, you can do a bit of this without even having that conversation because you know what they used to do before they were in a relationship or before they had before they had kids. What they choose to do with their time when they do get to choose their free time or activities. So you're going to be able to chat about this step. Sorry, you're going to be able to action this step even if you're not having a conversation you're just going to get more out of it if you can have the conversation. Anyway, I've given you heaps to start thinking about and given you an idea of the things that you can start looking at on your own to start improving your relationship like from today. As I said before, if you want um really to get into this, to understand the steps, to break it down, to have all the tools, all the worksheets and um, me to support you through it, then I will put a link in the show notes for the webinar on Wednesday. Um, Any questions about this, even if you don't end up joining me for the webinar, shoot me a message because this is an absolute game changer. When we start to have these um, insights into ourselves and our relationship and even more so when you can take it to the next level and have that conversation with your partner not always easy I know but either way you on your own can make big difference in your relationship um if you haven't already jump into FIFO mind and body I also put a lot of tips um in that Facebook group. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you get a lot out of this because this methodology is not just a um, fun idea. It actually changes relationships. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Bye.